Hello everyone and welcome on the Truly Mojo podcast. You're listening to Joel Fernandez, your host on the show. How have you been? Hope you all had a great week. Today we have an exciting episode. We're going to be talking about cars. And in particular we'll be talking about used cars, pre-owned cars, second-hand cars. I personally like to call it uh, second-hand cars. So if you're planning to purchase a second-hand car, what are the things that you must keep in mind while purchasing one? We're going to be discussing all of it in today's episode. So I've been driving the Mazda 3, which is a 1.6 liter engine for the past 10 years, and I've clocked around 167,000 uh, odd kilometers on the car, and uh, it has been my daily driver. And during pandemic, we were all asked to work from home, which was great. And as things started to normalize, we were all asked to we were all called back to work. And my wife Regina, who used to take the taxi every day, decided that we must uh, buy another car because uh, she didn't want to travel by taxi. And we did keep a budget aside, and eventually we did put we did pick up a car. And uh, I took assistance of a very close friend of mine, uh, who's also the guest on the show today. So, without further ado, let me introduce you, ladies and gentlemen. to a very close friend of mine uh, Mr Samuel Joseph also known as uh, Lucky Hello Samuel I am thrilled to have you on this show today welcome to the Truly Mojo podcast Hi Joel thanks a lot for having me on this show I'm I'm thrilled as well myself to be here and discuss about cars something that I love Great, great, great. So, so uh, you started off your career as a project coordinator in interior fitouts at uh, Havelock, and then you moved on uh, to Landmark as a project manager, and then you also worked with Sephora and also with Al Shamsi Holding, and then you moved on uh, working uh, with a very reputed brand uh, in the auto industry here in the UAE. And from the time I know you, known you, you've you've driven the BMW 735 series, the Lexus 300. uh the toyota rav4 the bmw e36 uh what is it with you and cars and how is this journey of yours all the way from uh from project coordinator manager all the way to retail and cars what is it all about can you just share us a, a little bit about your story man honestly speaking actually whenever i talk about this everyone is is kind of really surprised because you know no one is as crazy as me what i've done in my career okay um i was in projects you know in in retail industry for almost 10 years and someone who has experience of 10 years in that industry would never make that change right but then i just thought to myself like you know because i was always so obsessed with cars i would you know if if a friend would want to buy a car i would be more than happy for him buying a car like you know when he's he's made that choice of that he wants to buy a car yeah. i'll get more excited compared to what he should be right So I thought you know why not since I'm so much into it uh you know take it as part of my career you know uh, it it was more of a passion like of a thing for me okay so when I made this step I when I thought about it and I thought okay okay let let me go ahead and you know get into this industry and I was discussing it with my friends or my family you can say 99% of people was or 99.9% of people were okay. you know against it because they were like man it's you know you you're taking a big risk and especially in this part of the world where people you know you want to stick to what they're doing and especially i was working with some very very good companies and, you know i was not only handling ue but also the gcc market i say so and but then i thought to myself that you know everyone always says to themselves that you know what if i would have got that one chance or you know what if i would have taken that 
risk Correct. you know i wouldn't have regretted so i didn't want to you know you know like pass my age and then you know sit back and think in my 50s yeah. man i should have taken that chance like you know i yeah. should have i did, i didn't want to have that regret factor in me yeah. and i guess i was right enough i i took this step and uh, i went into automotive industry uh, as a sales executive and uh, <clears throat> guess what you know in in this past two two and a half years or three years of my career in automotive industry i think i did quite well i i'm each and every day of my career each yeah. and every day of me going to office i never thought that man i have to go to work again today you know i used yeah. to look forward to it exciting. i still look forward to it yeah. you know that's nice that's nice so when we're talking about cars and and especially for a new uh, customer or or a person who would want to buy a car what are the things that they need to check out while buying a used car you know since we're talking about used cars what are the things that need to keep in mind are there any points that you'd like to share with us man see um, <clears throat> first of all uh, when you say a used car or a pre-owned car someone who wants to do that you know first of all anybody can go into the market and you know look for a used car it can be from an individual what usually what what i'm assuming you are trying to ask me yeah. but if you are if you have no knowledge about cars right. then there, there's no point of going and checking anything because you don't know what you're checking for right. you know it, it's like you're going and you're saying okay i'm going to go and see one car but you're just seeing a car you're not checking a car there's a big difference in seeing a car and checking a car right. you know you, you you can look at a car which looks very nice and you know it, there's there's no paint marks i mean there's no scratch or dents on the car and right. everything is like you know perfect but you might not realize that you know you're buying a car for let's say around 50000 which mm-hmm. is just worth 10000 dirhams okay. you know yeah. you know because just that because you're not an expert and then when you go and check a car there are a lot of things to consider you know like where are you buying it from whom are you buying it from uh, the kilometers on the car yeah. the accident yeah. history the paint uh, you know how the drive fee how the car feels the drive of it the wear and tear of it right. now if you are not an expert or if you have no knowledge about the car these things are very very difficult to find it out right right yeah absolutely correct you know? and there's this myth of buying uh, you know german cars or american spec cars and all this stuff is this a bad choice or i mean the parts are expensive uh, you know especially when you pick up one uh, what is this entire thing i mean what do you have to say about that no see <clears throat> when you say about german cars or american cars now there's no comparison for these cars compared to a japanese uh, cars like you know when i say japanese cars compared to toyota or honda and everything yeah especially now in this part of the world what you hear from people is um the first thing is when you ask them you know you're going to buy a used car and think the reason everybody recommends you all these toyota or nissan or honda is for one thing only which everybody says actually two things one is they say it's easy to maintain right. and second thing what they say is the resale value correct but then when you come to german cars See it's not only about uh, resale value of a car or it's not only about uh, you know the maintenance of the car resale and all you know usually we we always talk about resale of something that we haven't even bought right like you know you you you'll go to a a car dealership and you'll ask the the sales guy what people you come and ask me how's the resale of this car and i just think to myself that you know a person has not even bought this thing right. and he's already thinking of 5 years down the line right. which right. is not a practical thing at all i mean see sometimes you got to think of when you're buying a car imagine if that's the only one car you're going to have if if you're right. the driving person in your car you have your family you have your kids you have your wife 
you want them to sit in a car that is nice that is safe correct, uh, for correct, them correct. now in a lot of german or american cars that that are out there like you know so you have a lot of safety features in these cars right. now when we talk about german cars like you know the, the myth of uh, you know having these cars as buying a pre own or like you know how to buy it now obviously when you see on all these websites and all that all these german car and american uh, cars are quite cheaper to buy right. but then if these cars are been bought from the right place from the right source right. and if the cars are in good condition trust right. me man you can literally drive these cars without any issue like for example right. if if i give you an example of what i drive right now i yeah. drive a e36 which is right. a 1998 model oh. which is 22 years old car oh now it's this bmw when i bought it i mean all my friends my colleagues and everybody who are in this industry they were like man are you mad you know why yeah. are you doing this But then I thought to myself a lot of people who are telling me this thing right. none of them have ever owned even a BMW right. forget about 98 model or forget about a 2020 or a 19 model none of them have ever owned right. so how can I take advice from someone who has not even owned this car yes they are giving me this advice because this is what they have heard from other people correct and those other people have heard from someone else you know so when I bought this before i could do this i did my homework you know i found out a garage where uh, who was a, a a bmw expert and That's i went uh, to him jano garage right? jano garage exactly yeah, yeah. Right. so he was a expert and i went to him i spoke to him i sat with the guy i understood how is this cars how's the engine for this car and right. then the the that was the actual the, the right person who can give me the right advice yeah. and then he told me like you know i asked him how much are the spare parts and everything so when you do that type of calculation and you realize then it's not going to be that difficult or not that expensive compared to what you're going to spend any which ways on a on a japanese cars in regular yeah. and i went ahead and i bought my car yeah. and i don't think so i did anything wrong by doing that because you know the the parts are available yeah. uh, it's just that you got to you know go an extra mile and look for the right place yeah, and find right. out right, right. you know i remember that uh, even when when uh, we i mean i purchased the uh, bmw 3 to 5 series and mm-hmm. we went looking out and uh, some of sometimes uh, like we we asked few of these uh, the owners like uh, like generally bmws have these engine leaks you know true, true. and then uh, this gentleman who who we eventually picked up the car from he was kind enough to take us to his garage and and you know lift the car up so we could see if there was any engine leaks and it was not there like you know some cars they do have that and also with when it comes to you know the the kilometers sometimes if you especially buy it from owners outside yep. they generally trip the meter down to you know true, less true. To just to show that uh, to get maybe a, a better uh, resale value true yeah that's the thing because even like like when you say about you know what these engine leaks and all these kind of thing man that is something that's like a wear and tear of a car that you can expect like right now in my in my wife's rav4 yeah there is a engine leak there okay. is a sm- there's a minor engine leak so that that is something that can happen in any car right. so it all depends on how well you take care of your car yeah. you know how well you see the the only issue is with german cars one of the issues which i see a lot like you know yeah. is everything has got sensors Right. So that's where you know when fault comes in and you know uh, people start panicking oh, man this light is blinking and that light is blinking. Yeah. But I personally don't think so. Yes it takes I'm not going to say that it's you know it's as easy and simple to maintain right. a German or American uh, spec car compared to what um uh, a Japanese spec car is like, right. you know. But then yes uh it but when you do that extra effort yeah. the drive pleasure that you get from a German car you cannot 
expect that from uh, you know driving a Toyota yeah. or a Honda like. when you're talking about driving pleasure so basically we 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 buy the car thinking that we're going to resell it later and sometimes the interiors are not good and we don't enjoy the drive exactly. just because we want to sell it in the future you know exactly so and, and 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 5 years future 5 years down the line nobody has seen what the market is going to be right, like right. you know no nobody knows because let's say for example you might have bought a 2019 model brand new car yeah. it can be any brand but maybe the 2020 brand is something great it's something crazy right like you know so the 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 depreciation could be very high Yeah. like you know yeah. like if if you ask me um uh, let's say for example i can give you an example of uh, the dodge ram yeah. like you know the the new shape of dodge ram i think it came out in 2018 or 2019 if i'm not mistaken okay. and they have done a great job in the interior and you know like like the the pickup they have taken it to a different level altogether yeah. so if you look at something like that i mean that car will hold the value Like right. you know, even if you talk about, let's say, if if I move into an American uh, car, if I talk about Chevrolet, right. uh, in Chevrolet, if you see for the um, not the Camaro but the Corvette, yeah. Now, if you see the new twenty twenty one Corvette or the twenty twenty, I don't know if they still launched it in in UAE. Yeah, yeah. But man, it looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, I I I I was never a big fan of Corvette, but then the new Corvette it looks pretty much like a Ferrari. What I would say, the, yeah. the look and feel of it. Yeah. So. you know that that's what matters uh, you know yeah i get that i get that so when you when you when you're buying a a a car so you you suggest that buying from an authorized dealer is is the best bet right see i would always say that 99% right. always approach an authorized dealer because what happens is especially in, in, in this part of the world what you can say is a lot of people when they're selling cars uh, right. you know kilometers are getting tampered that that is like you know very common i guess very very common yeah. 10 uh, 9 out of 10 cars are like that like okay. you know so at least when you go ahead and when you approach authorized dealer at least you have that peace of mind that i'm getting if i'm even if i'm paying extra i'm yeah. having that peace of mind i'm like you know it's it's like when you uh, when you go to these dealers yes probably the cost could be around 4 5000 or 2 3000 extra but then yeah. yes you get a peace of mind you mm-hmm. you are getting a certificate or mm-hmm. things like that that you know whatever the kilometers i have is yeah. genuine uh the cars are genuine it's not been like you know it's not an exported car which is a non gcc car what we call it over here yeah. and then you know some badges are getting changed over here locally and everything and people are selling it out and people i have seen i have come across customers where they have actually bought an american exported car which they don't did not know till they came to my showroom and you know when yeah. we inspected it right. and then they realized that they have done such a big mistake so at least from when when it comes to authorized dealers yes you are assured and then god forbid if something goes wrong in your car at least you have somewhere to go to right. when it is an authorized dealer Correct. you know you don't really need to you don't really need to be in touch with that salesman because the company is back backed up in like you know the, yeah. the company standing there right. to help you out the documentations are there right. but if it is from an outside person or an unauthorized dealers or anything like that mm-hmm. tomorrow if that dealership is closed down you can't do anything and right. and people do spend a lot of money over here on their cars right. what what you see in in UAE i think yeah. uh, you know people people do really spend so all your hard earned money can just go to waste by just doing that one mistake of not approaching an authorized dealer correct correct and when it comes to negotiation i mean uh, you get to negotiate with uh, a buyer like uh, i mean a normal person if you're buying from 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 an owner or something but when it comes to 
uh, an authorized dealer we don't generally get that there is a fixed price point but do we get something else like uh, sometimes them some offers going on that could help us i mean i mean to lower the price or something like that or service package see when you say about um, negotiation it it all depends like you know you cannot go and sit in a dealership and say okay this car is for let's say 55000 give it to me for 45 i mean that's yeah. that's just not practical yeah. you need to understand every every dealership have their overheads and you know there are a lot of uh, prep, like when when a when a car has been sold from a dealership yeah. when the dealership takes that particular car they have a preparation cost to it so all that cost gets added to it now yes if there is a slight margin to negotiate any dealership would negotiate like you know yeah. but then it's got to be reasonable yeah. you know it, it's got to be reasonable and again when you say that you know when you go to an owner and if he is ready to negotiate again if the car is genuine if the owner is genuine and if he knows that whatever he's selling is a genuine uh, car that he's selling right. even he would not negotiate like for example even if he has a car which is worth 55000 that he's asking for mm-hmm. maybe he might negotiate for a thousand or two that's it Yeah. not more than that yeah. i have i have come across uh, customer uh, sorry i have come across people when i was looking to buy a car mm-hmm. that if they have given me a price some custom, some people would say no maximum i can give you a discount of 500 dirhams yeah. so now when uh, sometimes a uh, 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 you know people like you and me we would go to a dealership and say man just 500 come on you know yeah. but actually that is true because even when you go out and do it there are some people who are selling their car and when they know it's a it's a proper car it's a well maintained car that's yeah. what they're going to negotiate for but if someone says to you outside that okay my car is 55 okay fine if you give me cash now i'll close it for 46 45 yeah. and come on the guy is lying on your face like you know yeah. you got to understand that because if you know that your product is is first of all you should be you should be uh, well aware about what you are selling and if you are confident about your product if you are confident about the car that you are selling uh-huh. then the price that has been put on you should be confident about that price as well but if you are not sure about your car price then whatever the customer is going to say or whatever you go negotiate the person say okay going to say okay fine man at least whatever i'm getting out of it of out, out of this customer who wants to yeah. buy the car from me let me just sell it and you know get rid of it Right, right, right. That's interesting. Yeah. Another thing that I like to ask you, uh, Samuel. I mean, do we need to have a budget in mind? Uh, I mean, um, there are a lot of cars which are at priced at different price points. You know, what do you have to what do you, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, see, uh, definitely. You know, even when you go to a car dealership, or forget about a car dealership, also, even when you go out, you know, uh, or when you decide on, on on the first thing that you know that you want to buy a car or right. use car or whatever it is, you need to have a budget in mind because. Right. if that particular thing is not decided you are going to confuse yourself because okay. you know let's say for example you have no budget in mind and when you go out looking for cars automatically there are so many different brands available with so many different option you will tend to get uh, confused automatically okay. right. but then let's say for example if you have a set budget in mind let's say for example you think to yourself that okay my budget is 50 i might cross up to 55 60 i can go that's my max so then whenever you go to a dealership also and when you give them this thing that okay look my budget is this and but i can stretch it up to this uh-huh. and that's the maximum then definitely even it helps a sales person you know to really literally help you out because if you say you know okay i i'm i'm looking for a car now okay fine so you or oh, ma'am you're looking for a car and like you know then what how what are we talking about what type of car are we talking about like uh-huh. you know the the more options you uh, uh, the the more information you give across the table 
the more the sales guy or or anybody you know your friend or anyone can help you out to to buy a car like you know if if let's say for example you have a family okay and and one of your main requirement is you're looking for an suv yeah. for example you know just for the safety of your family or whatever it is um, so there is no point of even going and wasting your time at looking at sedan or saloon cars yeah. there's no point like you right. know even test driving that because you're just diverting from what you want you you you're completely diverting out from there yeah. now and another thing is let's say for example you have a budget of 50000 and then you walk into any dealership and then you are standing in front of a let's say um um uh, uh, i can say a, a BMW X6 yeah. you know a uh, X6 which is written over there 150000 and 175 and then you know looking you're looking at the feature of that car man you you are you know you have lost track you have you lost it because yeah and you're confusing yourself because your budget is 50 you're looking at a car which is 150000 yeah. you know so th- there's no harm uh, don't get me wrong there's no harm in looking at it yeah. but then again you need to have a mindset of what you are looking for and what you want to buy because whenever you have a, a certain budget in mind whenever you have a certain type of a model car in mind that will help you to narrow down and make a decision quicker Yeah. because what happens is you might go in and you might maybe go in and into a dealership like you know with like you know five six different friend and then it will always happen you realize that the person who wants to buy the car right yeah. he's just silent but then the people around him who have just come to accompany him yeah. five six guys have five six different requirement okay so sometimes it's like man who's buying the car correct you know let that person speak let them let that person speak and understand okay maybe he does not know what he wants to buy for that the salesman is there to help him you know the, the right. sales team is there the 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 company is there to help him out but then when you have a group of people coming in so even the buyer who wants to buy he he himself is confused you right. know, he might have come with a mindset of yes i want to buy something mm-hmm. but just because he's got so many different options mm-hmm. he's just totally confused right right that's interesting yeah Okay so I have decided now okay I need this car say for example a Toyota Yaris and uh, what's what's the next step how do we go on with this like th- th- this buying process So basically how it works out it um, in in any of the dealership usually um, okay. let's say for example you say that okay you are interested in this particular car or you know and everything once you do a, a down payment of you know like a, a token I would say just to book a car you know it can depend on any amount of money and then it depends some customer might say i might buy it out full cash okay like, you know so you just show him the car you definitely and i would 100% tell you before you make that choice of buying the car sit in that car drive that car get a feel of it right. you know don't just buy a car just because your the salesman has told it to you or you know your friend is telling it to you yeah. because you are going to be in that car for the next i don't know how many years that you want that car for yeah. so you need to make sure that you get behind the wheels drive it get a feel of it and then make your choice and then once you have made that choice uh it depends you know like some customer might say i might want to go in full cash uh paid by my credit card or whatever the 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 main part comes when a customer says that i want it to be uh, i want to take a loan from the bank okay. now one good part about approaching uh, authorized dealership is because is you don't need to run around as a customer you don't need to go to banks you don't need to find out the interest rate you don't need to uh, you know um, call the bankers and you know right. do all the running around you just need to submit all your documents to the to the you know to the sales guys mm-hmm. and then he will help you through the entire process you know he will submit your documents to the bank whatever documents is required he will let you know whatever documents you need which are the very basic things like you know your 
your passport, your visa, your MBS ID, driving yeah. license, yeah. your your salary certificate. Yeah. Some banks might even ask for a bank statement of just last three months, just to see that your salaries are coming on time or not, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He will check your DBR, which is basically just to check are you eligible for a loan, okay. because you know um, you know all those things. So all those things, uh, uh, authorized dealership guy can help you out, and then. Definitely, there are no uh, cutting corners or anything like you know. Yeah. You're not being charged any extra rates or anything like that. Whatever the bank charges you, the rate, the same thing the dealerships also give you. Like okay. you know, th- there's no playing around with it. So that's another big advantage because if you are going to someone who you don't know and it's an unauthorized dealership, or let's say for example, it's if it's an individual, yeah. you don't know if. The person who is speaking to or connecting you, if that person knows that banker or you know he's charging you something yeah. extra yeah. And, and stuff like that, you know, sometimes a lot of these people would not tell you initially mm-hmm. what uh, what are the costs, and then they will tell you also oh, this was the cost or that is the some additional cost and all that. But then it it so happens that you know because you have decided on the car okay. and you have very limited time and you need that car very urgently, you end up paying extra and extra and extra. Mm-hmm. But then when it goes to an authorized dealership. There are no such thing, you know. Everything is black and white. Everything is documented, like you know. So I think that's that's one of the best way. So the entire buying process, the buying buying time that is involved over years, like once we look at the car, we the banking work is done. So it generally takes around three to four days or five days. Yeah, I would say I would say from the time all your uh, documents and everything is submitted, uh, you know, you are looking at within a week's time okay. from getting your approval done to getting the car handed over to you you know okay. and and again it depends from some banks might give you a loan within a day okay. some banks might take 2 to 3 days or you know 3 to 4 working days because sometimes it happens when the banks are calling you for a verification or the company okay. people are busy people are not able to answer so then you know it keeps going on and the registration process of the car takes how many days like it, it's just a one day it's okay. just a one day process once we have once any dealership has all the approvals and the bank okay. documents in place the down payments and all has been collected you know they the the good part is the customer doesn't have to go to rt and all that okay uh, you know the the dealership does all that for them like you know they they will make sure that when you come car is ready you just start your car and you just drive out of the showroom oh well that's interesting Okay Samuel so to sum it up uh, uh, we've got information on how to what what are the things that we need to keep in mind while uh, buying a used car and so since you've been in this industry for for a while now uh, what do you suggest uh, do uh, is it is it good to join this industry if any new joinees especially uh, is it good to make this career change all the way from a different industry to cars uh, what do you suggest uh, especially you know young people who would, who would like to take this up as as the career Oh definitely man um, you know honestly asking i mean me answering this question i think i would tell anyone anyone if i i think if i could go 10 years back i would definitely take right. this up as my career from the day one because you know th- this is one field that that definitely has a lot of money right. uh, which everyone we are, we are all here for money yeah. so this this thing will definitely make sure that pays off all your rents and you know give you a lavish life first yeah. thing second is but at the same time trust me man it's not going to be easy it's not going to be a cup of cake that you know you're going to sit in the showroom and people come to you and you know you're just selling cars no you got to walk around you you got to you know you got to sweat it out there like you know you yeah. you really need to uh, work it out and you know make sure that you know you do your bit and you know you collect enough information and you're passionate about this like you know yeah. because in in my in my in 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 my 
career. I made this choice because I was passionate about this and I was ready for the consequences if I had to face if I didn't succeed okay. in it. Right. Like you know, so right. now someone who is passionate about sales or you know who who can say that okay I can sell anything, then definitely I would say that it's a good thing to get into because I'm hundred percent sure that you know uh, if you do well. Yeah. This this particular industry can pay you well as well, and uh, I think uh, anyone who is you know uh, you know just finishing off uh, their, their colleges and you know looking out for a good career opportunity, I think automotive is definitely uh, and 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 it is it is one industry that will never stop. Like you know, yeah. I mean even during this time of uh, uh, even pandemic. even during this time of uh, pandemic. Yes, for a for a minute, for 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 some time, everything was on hold. But then, once it started, automatically, if you see, even even for pre-owned cars, uh, for us, like basically, the, the 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 market has boomed up because now people are uh, are scared to sit, you know, uh, take, you know, sit with, uh, like you know, people used to do pooling, carpooling, and all that, yeah. or you know, take a bus or a taxi or a metro. Now. Everybody wants to be safe. Everybody wants a car, like yeah, you know. Yeah. So this is something which people will have always requirement for. Like you know, it's yeah. it's now it's now no more uh, a luxury. It's a necessity. It has become yeah. a necessity. So I I think I think it's 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 a great industry to work for, man. I mean, I'm happy. I I think every day I look forward to my work. I enjoy my work. I enjoy the people who I work with. Nice. I enjoy cars. I get to drive. Cars every single day, every different models. Yeah. So it's it's just great. Thanks, thank you, Samuel. It is uh, always been nice talking to you. Uh, wish you all the best, and uh, we'll we'll catch up later. Thank you, Joel. Thank you for having me once again. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. If you do have any questions, I would love to hear from you. Just log on to the Anchor app and tap the messenger button. A big thank you to Samuel, who's taken time in uh, speaking to us about cars. It has been a great episode. Also, shout out to Jamal from Bilad Alker Auto Spare Parts and Denting, located in Sharjah Industrial Area. This guy, Mr. Jamal, has done a great job on my car. And if you do have a, any painting or denting work that needs to be done and you do not want to make a hole in your pocket, you must visit this place. I'll try and leave a, a link uh, to the air location in the show notes. Well, that's the end of this episode. Uh, thank you all once again. And uh, talk to you soon in the next episode. <laughs>